For hundreds of years, the Vinniversitatis Profess, commonly known as the University Professor, has occupied the university campus. Now, the ongoing pandemic has made this habitat inhabitable. This has caused the largest migration in the history of the species. Lecture halls and cluttered offices sit abandoned, but professors have begun to resettle online. Where's my chalk? Where's my chalk? With this new environment comes new challenges. Perhaps the greatest predator is an unreliable internet connection, ready to pounce at any moment, ending the class abruptly. This species has mutated into new subspecies, foraging for knowledge in this strange new landscape. On one side, we have the synchronous professor. Quiz won't work. Quiz won't work. Quiz won't work or synchronous profess. This group has found home in live-streamed lectures. The synchronous profess have had to adapt their appearance, adding bulky headsets to their elbow-patched hearing bone adornment. In their old habitat, professors would seek out inattentive students from across the classroom with an eagle-like ferocity. On your phone? On your phone? This ability has been rendered useless when staring at a screen of initials. On the other side, we have the asynchronous profess, or asynchronous professor. This group has nested in discussion boards and pre-recorded lectures. The asynchronous profess face a lower risk of an attack from the unreliable internet, but at a greater risk of disconnecting from their students. For both the synchronous and asynchronous profess, the campus food chain has been flipped, with students being more accustomed to life in an online environment. In this half-hour special, find out if professors will sink or swim, or perhaps sink or async in their new environment. Welcome to Isolation U, a podcast about living and learning in the time of COVID. You need cooling, Professor. I'm not fooling. I'm going to take you back to schooling. With apologies to Led Zeppelin, on today's episode, we'll try to figure out what is and isn't working for profs, and while we're at it, maybe deliver a lecture of our own. I'm Peter Jewett. And I'm Summer Arsenault. We're students at St. Thomas University, and we've been learning pretty much totally online since September. Um, How's it going for you so far, Summer? I mean, it's been okay. I definitely struggle more with staying organized, obviously, and balancing due dates. But I'm also doubling majors, so it's very different for some classes and how they're being taught versus others. But I mean, it is what it is. How about you, Peter? I feel the same thing kind of with the balance between different uh, classes. I have three political science courses and two journalism courses. And I just find that the political science courses I have constantly like readings, lecture videos, audio recordings, all kinds of things being dumped on me. Just like everything shows up in Moodle, which is Stu's online school interface, I guess. And I don't know, just for me, it's a little bit intimidating. But uh, for this week's episode, we're joined by our correspondent, Lars Schwartz. 
Um, he's going to drop some pearls of wisdom and knowledge on us when he feels the need. <laughs> so thanks for being here, Lars. Hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm here too. As it says, drop some pearls of wisdom and knowledge, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm also uh, sort of in the same boat as you, Peter, where I have three, I have like three history courses and then two journalism courses. And I find those three history courses are just like constant constant stuff coming on and just yeah everything in a big block at the beginning of the week let's face it online learning hasn't been a walk in the park for any of us so what about the profs morgan bell has been talking to professors here at st thomas and she joins us now hi morgan hi thanks for joining us this morning i know that you've been talking to some professors from st thomas how do you find that they're doing so far with this whole online thing are they messed up with it just like we are um, so I do feel like the profs, um, miss being in the classroom a lot more than we do, but we don't take it as seriously as the profs do. So most of the ones I've talked to said that they really miss the dynamics of the classroom. Um, and I do really think they're, they're struggling just like all of us are. Um, but yeah, I started off by talking to Karen Rorabert. And she's a history professor, um, but this term she's also the remote teaching coordinator. Um, so she's been able to kind of get feedback from all profs and all students. To make the experience work, you can't just take the courses you were already teaching and just slap them online. You kind of have to take them apart and put them back together again. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just incredibly uh, time consuming. I, I know that faculty and I know students, I think, are feeling the same way, but I faculty feel they just miss their students enormously. Uh, they miss the energy that comes from being in the classroom. People feel like what's left of the job is all the least fun parts of the job, you know, <laughs> like the grading and the, and not a lot of the, the fun, the, the energy of being with young people in the classrooms. That was Karen Robert. She's the chair of the history department at Stu. Morgan, have you come across any profs who actually like this new environment and all of the online tasks that it entails? Um, so I wouldn't say that he loves it, but I talked to Jamie Gillies of the Communications and Public Policy Department, um, and he doesn't hate it. I've noticed that he really likes lectures <laughs> a lot. Um, so I just thought for him, he, he wouldn't like online teaching because of his love for lectures, because I find a lot of lectures like depend on that like face-to-face -face, like interaction. But yeah, so he has a lot of energy and a lot to say. I think that my favorite part is I actually enjoy recording the lectures. Um, and, and I know I'm talking to a camera, but I do find this, um, the, the, the doing this from my office, uh, I'm actually able to recall more of what I really want to talk about. So sometimes when you're lecturing in a classroom, you're, you are responding to students. Um, you are uh, sort of parsing your lecture up so that they have a chance to respond. And here in this format, I have to uh, try to keep the lecture going and get all my points out there. And I'm finding that I'm actually remembering and recalling more things that I want to talk about. And so maybe students are getting more out of those uh, videos on Panopto and Moodle than they, uh, than they normally would. 
Um, so yeah, that's Jamie Gillies, a communication professor. Now, he did say that he really misses the discussions that you get um, that you get between students during lectures. Um, and I actually, I do have him this semester. And one thing I've noticed is that he loves the discussion boards. Now, I know some students don't, but he just finds he's learning a lot from students from those discussion boards. And a lot of students who normally wouldn't talk during class because they're too, like, afraid to, they are talking on the, on the discussion boards. So you're in Professor Gilly's class this term. How do you like to take in the lectures that he puts out? Do you like to listen to it all in one sitting, or does it look a little bit different for you? Um, I definitely don't listen to it all in one sitting. Um, so his lectures are usually over an hour. So with that being said, like I listen to it within the course of the week. Um, and I really like that because I'll, like, I'll listen to like 20 minutes and then I'll just stop and wait until the next day. But when I stop, I kind of think about what he said. And then when I go to the next day to listen to another 20 minutes, I kind of like had that, like had the previous thoughts like settle in my head. So I find that really nice because you're not taking in all this information at once. Okay, so you like the flexibility a little bit of the online learning platform. Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay, so Gillies is a little bit of a younger, more tech-savvy professor, but surely that's not the case with all of them. Have you come across any profs who maybe that's not the case with? I don't know if you know John Muse, but he he actually doesn't have a phone, he doesn't have a car, he bikes to work. Um, and he only started using email about three years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been a huge change for him. Um, he's a part-time professor um, at Stu and UMB. And he had a metaphor to what his online teaching experience has been so far. And he described it as, you know, when you go to a carnival and those claw machines, um, it's like that, like when you're trying to get the, the toy that you really want but you can never get it and it's really frustrating. <laughs> okay. So that was kind of interesting because he, he compared to that to online teaching. I don't have Facebook, I don't have Instagram, um, don't have any of these things, TikTok, whatever the heck, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, <laughs> none of this stuff. I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm an old school, um, you know, Thorovian kind of, you know, Luddite, but not so much that I want to run away from it. I just try to keep it simple. I can take some degree of responsibility, I guess. So Professor Muse doesn't feel like he can do the asynchronous uh, education. So he keeps to Teams and email. Um, he feels like he can do the online lectures, but he wants his class to feel like a normal class as much as possible. Okay. I had Professor Muse last year, actually, and I know that that's something that he really thrives on, um, the connection with the students and having discussion in the class. There would be days in class where we wouldn't even focus on the readings, really, or anything like that. We would just have discussions, and I think he really likes that, and he likes the connection that he develops with his students, which I imagine when you switch to online, it's a really steep learning curve. So apart from the typical Zoom and Teams glitches, Morgan, are there any professors who are having other problems that were surprising to you? Yeah, um, actually, I, I talked to Susan Makem. She's a sociology professor, and she's also the dean of social sciences. I do have dyslexia, and so I was just like, these websites and the capacity are way too big. So a metaphor I used yesterday, it's like we want to dig a hole for a 
to plant a tree, but we've got the bulldozer to build the road. So it's just too big. There's too much. So um, I don't think I'll ever feel confident, Morgan, with technology because it's changing so quickly. So yeah, she's a visual person and she finds with the online environment, she has to use PowerPoint, but she tries to keep it to only 10 slides because she is used to being a visual teacher. Like she would put a picture up and talk about the picture and there wouldn't be any words. Um, and I think that probably has to stem from her dyslexia because it's just easier for her that, uh, that way. For sure. So I guess to use a sports analogy then, we're just getting through kind of the opening quarter of the term, you know, the Thanksgiving holidays coming up. Do you find that the professors are getting into the groove and getting used to things? Um, so I'm not sure. Like, as I said, Karen Robert um, has been talking to a lot of professors and she's been saying that moving to online, it's three times the work, but they're doing the work that is like the crappy part of the job. <laughs> like they're doing the grading and all that stuff and all the good parts have been taken aw away from them. Now that we've hit, you know, week five, I think for students and faculty, my impression is sort of reality has hit hard uh, and people are just feeling buried in work on probably on both sides. It sounds pretty grim to me. Yeah, um, uh, I found talking to all different kinds of professors, though, kind of like encouraging because um, it seems to me, like they're going through a lot of the same stuff that we are, and I feel like they understand what we're going through. Um, and that makes me appreciate what they're trying to do a lot more, because um, I know it cannot be easy for them. Like the job that they love doing and that they signed up for has completely shifted. I don't know about you, but I do feel very overwhelmed with online learning. <laughs> so maybe if we understand what we're all going through, we can get through this together and like help each other out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just about having open communication between both sides. Thanks for putting that together, Morgan. I know it's a big change, but hopefully everybody will be adapted soon. Morgan Bell is a reporter in the digital journalism class here at STU. So Peter, what would you tell profs about what's working and what's not? Well, what would I tell to the profs? I think I could say a lot <laughs> if I wanted to. Um, but to kind of get it down to one point, I guess, at least for now, I think that Profs can be really hard to understand and get at sometimes. And I know that especially me and probably younger students as well uh, can feel intimidated when they have to go to approach a prof, especially if it's only through email or they haven't had contact with the prof before. So I think it's important for profs maybe to introduce themselves to the class, let students get an idea of who you are, what your style is, um, and all of that. Yeah. So how about you? Uh, I just think profs need to be aware of how much work they're actually creating for students. I understand they're trying their best, um, especially the circumstances of this school year. Um, but just from the readings, the longer lectures and side notes, um, they might think all the extras are helping us, but it just really adds up, um, especially when it's happening in every class at the exact same time. You make a good point. I know that in my classes, I want to know what is a priority for work and what isn't like what needs to be done and what doesn't totally need to be done because I can speak for myself and probably a lot of other students doing online school. You're going to do assignments that are important. You're going to do all the things that need to be marked and are mandatory, but you might skip on a thing here and there that prof doesn't need you to do. So 
knowing, I guess, what needs to be done and what could maybe be skipped would help, certainly. So maybe that's something that profs could, you know, let us know. Oh, 100%. That would totally help. That also goes along with being clear on office hours, I think, and being more accessible. So some profs have been very clear on their timings to be of help, whereas others haven't uh, said much at all. I get it. We're humans. We're all busy. Um, but this year, communication is key during the school year. Lars, do you have yeah, anything to add? Yeah. yeah, I have another pearl of wisdom and knowledge to drop. Um, <laughs> well, one thing that I found really annoying is uh, some of my classes, they'll hand out, uh, well, like at the beginning of the week, we'll get all our assignments and uh, they'll have a due date for them. But then if you go look at the syllabus, it says that if you give them back on the due date, you lose participation points. So I don't really get why they make that the due date <laughs> if... Uh, if you lose points for giving it in on the day that that is the date there um this is like mainly for for discussion boards and commenting on readings they want you to have it done basically right away and uh, that sort of goes back to what peter was saying early on if we have all of all of these things that we get on monday or tuesday and all the profs want them done by wednesday there's just not enough time no um, you're right lars i think that it's kind of yeah, there's just a communication gap, if you know what I mean. And I, and I think some profs are doing a better job at, you know, explaining that. And, and some profs are struggling with it a little bit more. Something that's really been working for me in one of my classes so far is when the professor uses like a variety of methods to teach. So I have one professor, uh, Professor Rabinowitz in the political science department. She uses videos of herself, uh, audio clips of herself other audio recordings like podcasts and stuff. She uses readings, of course, and then she'll throw in animated videos, all kinds of supplementary readings. And I just find that mixed mediums really help me stay engaged and not be bored watching the same thing in a lecture. So if it's just one thing, like if you have three videos that are each an hour long posted for the week that you have to watch, I think it can get really boring to sit in front of the screen. But I think that it's more enjoyable when you get different methods and you get to just mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. I have a prof, uh, not at St. Thomas, I have a course at UNB, and uh, what they're doing is, I feel like they're really trying to accommodate students because uh, we have three lectures a week, and they're all like sort of in a different form. So on Monday, it's a live stream lecture, and we can we can like pipe in with questions or anything throughout the lecture. Um, but then it's also it's also recorded um, if students can't watch it because they're in another country in a different time zone uh, or their Internet just isn't working. Uh, then on Wednesday, we have uh, the, the lecture is completely pre-recorded and divided up into three or four blocks, um, three or four blocks, uh, each about 15 to 20 minutes. And then Friday, uh, we have just a discussion on the readings we were given that week. And I find that's a really nice variety and you still get some of you get some of that class sort of group communal feeling that, that you got from being in uh, in the actual classroom. Yeah, 100 okay. percent. I definitely see how that would um, be so beneficial and also like the breaking it up in different um, times and days and stuff just makes it feel less overwhelming. Um, and I think like also coming back to the communication part, emailing is also just such a big part in this year. Um, yeah. It's so helpful in processing. You're right back to you about questions or needed direction. 
Um, and some have been super on top of that, and that's awesome. Um, well, some of them have been really been on top of that at all. I know it's a new trial technology this year, but we all need to try our best to adapt, I think, in my personal opinion. So profs, go check those emails. Absolutely. Let us know what's up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, yeah. email is something that's been around for a long time, and most professors, I mean, John Muse is an exception, but he does his best to communicate to students in other ways. But I think it's really important that the profs, you know, stay on top of it. Let us know when things are due. Update us if you haven't received something from us. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's really helpful to have that open line of communication. That's something that we're really, I guess, we're really stressing here. Um, 100%, Lars, 100%. Lars, you're usually an engaged student and I've had probably four or five classes with you so far in my two and a half years here at Stu. And you're always getting involved in class discussions. What are your feelings on the discussion boards? Because do they, like, I find that they limit my ability to get a point across. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like sort of joining into the discussion uh, in classes. Um, I find it really helpful to understand the material and the readings. And I find discussion boards, I get, like, I get, what they're trying to do and how it's sort of supposed to emulate that, but I don't really find it does at all. Um, you don't get to build off of other students. And if you have a point that you can't completely get across, there's not always another student that will uh, sort of join in and, and say what you were trying to, trying to articulate. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, sort of another problem I have with it is I find that just a lot of people will end up saying the same thing because you spend so much time sort of crafting a perfect answer and you cover so much of it and then you get there and it's just a bunch of the same answer almost in a way and there's not much real discussion going on. <laughs> All right, well, let's not just take Lars' word for it. Jessica Sonia is a reporter on Isolation U and she talked to some students about this very thing. I find they're honestly a waste of time just because it's time I have to take out of my day to reply or make a post that's meaningless most of the time uh, when I could use that time to actually study for the class or do something more useful. I'm kind of like mixed about it. Um, I think it's definitely beneficial when you have no clue what's going on in the class because you get to see what everybody else is saying. But at the same time, if nobody knows what they're doing in the class, then it really sucks because you're kind of forced <laughs> to put in input that you just don't know what you're saying. So it definitely has its flaws. Um, but it's great for when you have no clue what's going on in the classroom because then you can just kind of look at what everybody else is saying and then base your answer off of that. So it's it's okay. <laughs> um, so the main class that I use forum posts with is a research methods class. Um, and part of that class is great is participation. And especially this year because we can't always be at in-person classes if we're not feeling well. I think the forum is a helpful tool to get participation marks without actually having to be in the physical classroom. Um, we also use it a lot to critique other people's work, which I don't really feel 
comfortable doing always, but I see how it can be a helpful tool to receive the criticism. Um, I do kind of wish that it was like anonymous when we were criticizing other people. dislike it or like it. Sometimes they're used for participation marks and that's alright to me. Um, and then otherwise they can be used for discussion boards or Q&A and that's good when everyone has the same question and it can be answered just the once by the professor or any other student. Like I have learned a lot with discussion boards. We listen to podcasts, we watch documentaries, we read and I think like doing that stuff I've learned, but when it comes to the discussion board, I find that sometimes I'm just rambling on about random stuff just to get the points. And I've also noticed a lot of people don't participate in these discussion boards. I think it's really hard to keep the momentum going. So it does seem like a lot of students are having mixed emotions and mixed feelings about discussion boards. Anyway, thanks, Jesse. Jessica Sonier is a reporter on Isolation U. I'm still dancing to the music. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to be the burden of bad news, but you guys have all heard this is happening for another term, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, I get, I get why it's why it's going on like we even see right now even in New Brunswick just this week we've had a bunch more cases and uh you know for students who are out of the country or out of the province finding an apartment in in Fredericton for January would obviously be be quite the struggle um I will maybe make some different considerations about what 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 courses what courses I will take next semester. Like I'll definitely try to ask other students um, who have had the prof that I might be taking a class with how, how it went for them, how, how they found the professor did, but definitely listen to the, listening to the professors uh, talking today, it made it a lot easier to, to, to empath, empathize with them. And uh, like uh, I found that part where uh, Karen Robert said, a lot of the fun parts are gone, sort of feels like uh, the same way for us. Like we, we don't get uh, like it, it can feel kind of lonely sometimes. And I can imagine for people who are places where, you know, you can't really do much. Uh, it's probably even worse. And like all that class discussion, all that time with your classmates is, is just gone now. 
And I bet it's the same for the profs. And we don't get uh, the profs who come in and tell us crazy stories about why they're late or uh, like, uh, <laughs> why their computers. And, well, I guess we sometimes get that, but all the crazy <laughs> stories they would tell us. Sometimes they'd bring us like big goods too, and we don't get that anymore. Yeah, I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I could definitely be using that right now. Um, yeah, I guess it's awesome to look at both sides of it, um, just to kind of see what's going on in their heads and in our heads as students. Um, but speaking of students, there is an online survey that was sent out, um, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's just all about the online school aspects. And we just encourage you to go and do that survey uh, and make your voice heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got the survey and I filled it out. And I guess that's sort of even another way of just seeing how professors are really trying to make it better for us. Like, I think mm -hmm. they realize that there are problems. Well, obviously they do uh, from the cl clips we heard that there are problems. And I think they really are trying to improve it, which it, which is really nice to nice to see. It's too bad mm -hmm. that this all sort of was sprung upon everyone without much time to plan. Um, so it's sort of like everyone is improvising here and just trying to do <laughs> the best they can. Yes, yeah. I agree. I think it's really important that everybody on both sides, you know, has patience and just remembers that, you know, everybody's struggling here and everybody's working through it together. So as long as we all stick together here, and I know that sounds like a big cliche, but <laughs> as long as we all stick together here and have open communication, we should be able to make it through this and not have too many scars. So to summarize today's lecture to profs into three points, uh, keep it simple. One, be available to and listen. So next week, Isolation U will look at how the pandemic is affecting international students. Um, so we'll look at that in a new light. Uh, you can follow us on Isolation U for upcoming episodes on the Aquinians Facebook and on Instagram pages. I'm Peter Jewett. For myself, Lars Schwartz, and Summer Arsenault, thanks for listening. Isolation U is a production of the digital journalism class at Stu and the Aquinian.